Hello, welcome. It is time for Niagara 411 News Live. Coming at you live from WeStream streaming capability. Coming from you live, wait, coming to you live from Fiddler's Poorhouse, downtown St. Catharines. Here we go. This is going to make it or break it. Boom. Well, close enough. Close enough. We're gonna, we've got a great show for you today. I want you to uh, I want you to sit back, relax, enjoy, find out more about Niagara and our community and what's going on. My name's Bree Watson. I'm gonna see you in 30 seconds. Let's go. Let's have a show. Welcome everybody. I hope you're having a wonderful Thursday, May, oh my goodness, Thursday, May 19th. That's where we're at right now. Uh, welcome to the show. We're going to get started right away. I want to talk about, uh, last week we mentioned on the show there was a story about uh, the robbery, the, the armed robbery at the, at the mall, at the jewelry uh, store at the mall. And just to, as a follow-up to that, I would like to mention that the owner of this family-owned establishment is at home. He's recovering, and I hear that he is planning to retire. Uh, so, you know, we're, I'm happy to hear that he's doing all right. You'll see on the screen right now that the Carrot Jewelers have left a message uh, thanking everybody in the community for all their help, all of their support over the past week. And um, yeah, we wish him well. We wish uh, we wish a, a healthy recovery, a quick recovery um, at home. What a terrible thing to have happened! Uh, and I, I, I believe there's still we still haven't identified uh, the motorcyclists who have who departed so quickly after having um, robbed the store and shot people so we're you know we're keeping an eye on that story and hopefully we'll be able to hear some news about that first but we are glad to hear I am glad to hear that the owner is recovering at home now so there we go uh, a couple more stories to cover before we get started today but first why don't we introduce you to Kevin Jack hi Kevin how's your week going so far uh, it's going pretty well I'm uh, I'm I, I'm recovering from knee surgery. So right. I had knee surgery a week ago Monday with Dr. Kelchman over at the great NHS site in St. Catharines. Uh, and now I'm a little over a week in and starting to feel a little more normal. So That's great. I've been hobbled for the last three months or so, but finally there's a light at the end of the tunnel. I'm very happy to be here and happy to be hosting the show once again with you, Bree, because we've got a lot of stuff lined up on the show today. Absolutely. If you are confused as to why I'm standing here, why I'm not Lee Sterry wearing that wonderful hat, because Lee is on vacation still and currently enjoying his life in this secret island that he wants, uh, that he, you know, he wishes everybody to respect his privacy while he's on vacation in his, uh, I believe we mentioned, lavish Greek paradise uh, last week. So yes. still, still please, uh, you know, give him the space that he needs until he comes back next week. Uh, refreshed, rested, and ready to go. Uh, 
having a knee surgery, man, that is, that's tough. How did that, how, what happened there? What happened to your knee that you had to get surgery in the first place? Well, I, I tore up my meniscus playing pond hockey with the good guys down at Niagara Nurseries. Oh. Boy, are they hopping this time of year. I live real close to those guys, uh, Johnny and the rest of the family out there. So it was nice enough for them to invite me into their crew and just caught a rut. Oh, caught geez. a rut on the pond and my lawyer will be speaking to his lawyers and I'm right. expecting considerable remuneration. So <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to that. It's, uh, so here, let's update you on something that happened today. You just mentioned about the Carrot Jewelers at yes. Fairview Mall and the fact that those guys got away on a motorbike. Yes. Well, the NRP were looking for this guy, and believe it or not, they got him. I'll, I'll bring up the update oh, in a second. Perfect. Okay. So here we go. As you can see at 935 today. Now, this was yesterday. Yesterday. Sorry. The NRP road safety officer was trying to stop this rider who had no plates. Uh, near Queenston and Tasker in St. Catharines. The rider took off at high speed. Uh, a camera uh, in the area caught this picture, okay? So you see they asked for any tips. Um, of course, what is it? There's a lot of motorcycle crime these days. What's going on? Everybody, uh, everybody's got their bikes out. And they're riding quickly down the highway. You know what it is? It's the price of gas. Yeah, uh, makes sense, right? It's a lot cheaper to ride around in a motorcycle than it is, a, you know, a giant pickup truck or whatever the case may be. So you said there was an update on this. Yeah, so right away, I think a lot of people thought, I wonder if this is the Kara Jeweler guy, right? I, I had that thought, but I, what I remembered is that there were two, were there not two bikers? Yeah, the there were two guys, and it was one of yeah. those, like, uh, those speed bikes, or yeah. whatever you want to call it. Exactly. So uh, this is a different motorcycle. Lack of a better term. Can I say crotch rocket? Yeah, that, that's what they call it when they go so fast that you can't control them. They're bound to go out of control. They're bound to wind up up in the air. <laughs> it was also my uh, high school nicknames. So. Oh, well, yeah. all right, ladies. Uh, so we're saying that did they find someone? Yeah, did look they at find? this. Okay, look at this. Here we go. As you can see, right in the news right now, on May 18th at approximately 9:35, an officer with the Niagara Regional Police Service Traffic Enforcement Unit was on patrol in the area of Queenston Street and Frank Street, in St. Catharines. The officer right, so, noticed. An so it's just kind of updates what we had already said, yeah, and then I mention. think this is the update. Here we go. So at approximately. Wait a minute, did I skip too far? Here we go. We'll go at approximately 3.40. The suspect was located in the area of, was that say, Will Street and Queenston Street in St. Catharines. So he didn't go very far. The suspect uh, fled into his residence and refused to exit. I wonder why. Uh, the residence was contained and detectives obtained an entry arrest warrant. Perfect. The, uh, the suspect was arrested, at, uh, arrested, I apologize, was arrested at approximately 9.10 p.m. hiding in the attic. Oh my goodness. Did, was there anything? The suspect was also previously wanted for failing to appear in court. Okay. Officers remain on the scene uh, pending the uh, execution of the criminal code search warrant on May 19th. That's today for further evidence. The motorcycle involved was uh, observed in the backyard of the house. Okay. Um, well, here we go. I don't know if I'd be able to pronounce this name. Paul Harbenyak of St. Catharines has been arrested and charged with the following criminal offense. It's all kinds of stuff yes. in there. Yes, flight from but, police uh, officer. you got to say, that's crazy. And you, you want to talk about a use of police resources, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, look at this guy. So at 3.40 in the afternoon, mm -hmm. if you think about it, the original stop was for um, just He's no not plates. not having plates. They're not yeah. having plates. So they catch up with him at 3.40 in the afternoon. Yep. He holes up in his in residence. His house where he's contained and doesn't come out until nine o'clock. So five hours, five and a half hours of our police's time yesterday. Spent for somebody who just did not want to come out of his house. Obviously he's hiding something, hiding in the attic. Obviously he's, well, okay, so he hasn't appeared in court like he was supposed to. 
Uh, but still, what a tremendous waste of the resources. Here he is again. Well, luckily, we don't have to. We don't have. We don't have to be on the alert for this person anymore because we. Luckily, he has been arrested. Um, I suppose we'll we'll be finding out probably soon as to whether or not there were other things. Uh, other. Well, we mentioned I mean, there are a yeah. lot of other charges that he was uh, that failed, he's been charged to failed, failed to, to appear to in court. Up. But yep. is that something that you? hole up for for five hours no, and hide in, I mean, exactly. what's, what's hiding seems, in your attic it seems a bit suspicious it seems like there's some other stuff i mean even the fact well, i mean like what is that about yes the police have your house surrounded yeah they find him hiding in the attic so was everybody else in the house claiming that he's not here Sorry, was, anybody, was there anybody here. else in the house well why would you hide in the attic like i think they got you pal yeah yeah, maybe. I wonder if, yeah, because all they have to do is find a search warrant and they'll be able to enter your Yeah, they said they got pressure. a, uh, it wasn't a search warrant, it was a, it was an arrest warrant. An arrest warrant, right? Yeah. That sounds even more uh But of course powerful. you get inside yeah. and we got we got to search for the guy. Oh, even more wasted time just hiding in the attic. Yeah, like, yeah this me, is buddy, just, come on, Don't, come out. Yeah, you've got the bike, the bike is in the backyard, we found the bike, the bike must have been stolen, right? If that's, We saw you run into the residence yeah. and we contained the area, so you haven't left. Yeah, you got to wonder what, you know, you got to wonder what's going on in some of these people's heads that you think, you know, maybe if I just hide here, nobody's going to find me? That's not, that's not really how it works. Um, well, glad to hear that the, uh, the police service were able to uh, apprehend him. And he's no longer, no longer out there, right? And no that longer. arrest, uh, that was yesterday afternoon, NRP just releasing that, you know, an hour ago or something like that. Right. So thanks and it to said they're still there today, taking a look at the house, looking around, making sure that there's nothing else suspicious going on there. So yeah, man, that's a lot of work, a lot of work for the cops. Um, where do you want to go? Where do you want to go here, Bree? Lots of stuff to talk about today. I know you you were on the uh, the IMAX. We had that shooting in Port Colbert. We got that crazy video of the uh, the pickup truck. Yeah, hitting that parked car in Welland. We got the uh, the guy that bought the twenty five thousand dollar coin. Yeah, I mean, there's lots. Where, where there, do you want to go? <laughs> there's so much. Where do we want to start? Um, how about we go? <laughs> All right. Why don't we go? Because I've got to get this out of my system. Why don't we go to the exploding porta potty in Welland? How about oh, yeah. that? Can we start there? Uh, as a you know, as a native. Uh, to the city of Welland. I was born in Welland. I was raised in Welland. It uh, both surprises me and does not surprise me to know uh, that there was a porta potty that caught fire downtown Welland by the Hope Center, right in front of the Hope Center. Maybe we could find this story. I know we're, we're taking a look at it over here. A lot of comments, a lot of comments in the chat, which I find both uh, amusing and insulting as <laughs> a citizen, as a somebody who grew up in Welland. Uh, but it begs the question how does a porta potty catch fire, right? Did somebody did somebody light a match? Was it was the point the entire time to be uh, to cause a ruckus in the first place or to cause damage to the downtown core? Was it on purpose, or was it just something that occurred naturally? Maybe the place hadn't been uh, maintained well enough, and it has been warm the past. Now, you know what? It was pretty cold yesterday, though, and that's when it took place. So. Um, we're still looking. We're still looking around. Yeah, so we're still uh, trying to find right. it. You know. You know, it, it's sometimes it's tricky. You you want to find the Welland porta potty. <laughs> there might be a number of stories about porta potties exploding in Welland. That seems like the kind of thing that would come up pretty and often. In there Welland. you have it there. And uh, was there any of the comments that kind of jumped out at you? Most of them were kind of like, "Oh, uh, you mean Welland is on fire, right?" Instead of <laughs> <laughs> again. Here we go. Uh, um, oh, wonderful. You so see Mary's comment there. 
Oh, yeah. Who, who ate multiple orders of suicide wings that caused this fire? And right beneath, of course, Dalton admits, sorry, guys, I had Taco Bell, my bad. Uh, sounds like quite the, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, the situation there. That's pretty clever, you guys. Ah, uh, the situation. <laughs> Very oh. nice. Now, I did hear that a Taco Bell is coming to Welland, and that might absolutely destroy the city. Look, there was a Taco Bell in Welland for a long time, but they right in front of the Seaway Mall. It was very popular for a long time, but they shut it down and A&W bought it. Not that this is, you know, this is show is not in any way sponsored by these food establishments, but they replaced it when A&W kind of went crazy and bought everything. I feel like a couple of years ago, A&W went all over taking, you know, like the rebirth of A&W. All of a sudden, A&W was just kind of something that you would maybe have if you were tired of eating McDonald's, I guess. And then all of a sudden, A&W shows up everywhere. They took over the old Taco Bell place in Welland. Where is this new Taco Bell? It's, I'm asking not for myself, but for my husband, who will force me to go yeah, there. It's going in at the uh, the Prime Way. So where the okay, Walmart yeah. and the yeah, Rona yeah. and the Canadian Tire oh, and all that, God. it's going to go in, I think, in the same parking lot of the LCBO and the Dollar Store and yep. the Marks. That just makes kind sense. Of Right, right in that area. So there'll be fewer places to park, and of course it'll log jam. That's one of the worst parking lots going. Too. It's so tricky to get around that parking lot, especially if you just want, like if you, I don't know, if you just need to go to Walmart to pick up something real quick. You've got to go through the whole maze to get there. Uh, always a tricky spot. So do you go around the back? I mean, that's where I go. I go around like so the very so By the LCBO. And yeah, then, absolutely that way. Yeah, that's the the far way to get there. I, that way you don't get stuck behind anybody. I don't know. That's my that's my solution to get there. Now we did talk about sponsors. Is this a good time to jump in and chat about our sponsors? Uh, you know what? I got something else ready okay. to go. Oh, so uh, let's squeeze we'll the sponsors in later. before we talk to Katie because I think she's coming on in maybe five minutes or Perfect. something. Perfect. All right, great. Uh, but there was this one, and okay. and this was absolutely uh, nuts. Yes. Did I hope? Well, I mean, take a look at this video, folks. We're going to talk about it. I'd like to show you the video first. Speaking of Welland, there was a hit and run in Welland. Uh, this was two days ago in the morning on May 17th in the area of Achilles and Dunkirk. Okay, anyone with information is asked. Uh, here you go. We can see some CCTV dash cam footage that may help, uh, but we're asking you to call the police. There it goes. Do you see that? That's not just a hit and run. That is a, this vehicle is going fast. This vehicle is not, whoever, the driver is not paying attention because they, take a look again, smash right into that vehicle. That is not just a little drive-by. And of course they keep, there we go, here's a bigger, bigger, uh, wider image for you to take a look at. So if anybody is, you know, happens to recognize this truck coming in here, this poor tiny car, this poor tiny, oh my goodness. He's not even, he's not in the center. He's not, this is not somebody who's paying attention. Uh, what do you think, Kevin? Do you think this is, uh, is this, I mean, his first thing in the morning too, right? We're, this is, is is this the case of somebody who is on their phone or maybe had a bit too much to drink first thing in the morning? Just I don't know. What do we think? I don't know what to make of it. I know because it's almost you know like if I didn't know better, I, I feel like I'm. They were going a crazy speed. Like I, I don't see that car as going 80 on a residential. They might be doing 50. They're definitely doing more than 40. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and. But, and it's almost like it's doing a beeline for the car. It's not even driving in the center of the road. Yeah, almost like on, on the phone or distracted, yes. like you mentioned, seems to be a little more plausible, but you never know. So they're looking for the truck still. Now here is the, uh, here's the damage oh my on the vehicle. Okay. 
let's take oh my goodness you know what I'm surprised that I'm surprised that that's it <laughs> that I mean it looks pretty nasty as you can see he hit him pretty hard the whole back end of the car is destroyed here would you say that's a write-off yeah that's a write-off yeah, you, you're not able to the insurance company is going to have to <laughs> jump in here and, help and uh, in, in preparing for the show <laughs> i spoke with uh the girl who's it's her boyfriend's car okay and she's the one that got in contact with niagara 411 okay uh, we were trying to get them on the show but she said that um it pushed the car about a hundred feet down the road oh my god yeah, and well, it was, again, it wasn't, it wasn't just, you know, moseying down the street. It hit the thing pretty hard. So It was like 8 a.m., you know, kids are walking to school, they're on the sidewalks, things like that. I'm, so anyway, the truck took off, and right now they're just kind of putting a plea out there to auto body shops or whatever to mm -hmm. keep your head out for yeah. a black pickup truck with significant front-end damage. Yes. It seems fairly obvious that if this is the amount of damage the back of the car that the truck hit, received that the front of this truck is probably looking pretty rough right now as well as you can see here's the map uh from dunkirk and achilles so if you happen to have if you live around there if you happen to have any kind of uh cameras or um yeah a lot of people have these a lot of people have these home security cameras now you should be able to take a look and make sure here's lots of comments here okay great the truck it has been identified as a black ford f-150 possibly with a crew cab uh there is definitely going to be significant damage to the front passenger side airbags should have deployed that's a good point and the suspect uh, fled the scene heading east on lincoln street in welland uh, and i'll see and harley b actually comments here and says thank you for your help and it was harley's boyfriend and it was his car okay and uh thank as well so to the the, uh, the neighbors that was well, actually yeah. their their neighbors across the street and it was their video footage. Oh, fantastic. So okay. you could see that the boyfriend's car was actually parked in front of Harley's house right on the street, but the neighbor got the great angle of that. And oh. boy, oh boy. Yeah, so, okay, so eyes open out there, folks, for, yeah, it's a good point. Uh, different auto body shops around the area keep an eye open because it would be, it's, uh, the injustice of just parking on a nice residential seat, a street, having your car absolutely destroyed as you're just, uh, as you're just parked in the street. Come on, this is... It's really, it's a really sad thing. Like, especially, you know, and, and for you need this, that car to get around. To get yeah, to for work this couple, that. I mean, they're a young, hardworking couple, yeah. people who want to support. If we don't find the driver of this car, they're going to be on the hook for the um, for the $1,000 deductible. Right. So, you know, they're going to be tagged with paying 1000 bucks just to get, just to just get to their get the payout. Just to get the car fixed. Yeah, that's not. If they find the guy, then it'll be his $1,000 or Absolutely. through their insurance. Mm -hmm. Is it safe to say it's a guy? I mean, we automatically go there, right? And say. I suppose Die. it's a good point. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, get, I bet we could do statistics and see who's buying trucks, who's buying trucks of a certain color, who's buying, you know, or who's driving that fast down a residential street and who's not paying attention <laughs> while they drive. Um, yeah, no, it is really, I can't imagine, you know, I think about, I think about trying to get anywhere. You know what I mean? Our lives are so busy. Uh, people have places to go. I don't know if this person has a child necessarily, but you know what I mean? Trying to get to work now is that much more challenging because this car has been completely destroyed. So yeah, any information that you might have, anything you might be able to find about this vehicle, this Ford F-150, this black Ford F-150, uh, let the cops know, let the police know. Um, because yeah, 
these these people deserve uh, justice. And Bri, I'll let you know that we have comedian Kate E. She's in our green room. But before we do that, let's roll through our sponsors, Absolutely. and then we'll, then we'll have a little fun time. Okay, fantastic. So we'll start with our sponsor, Gales Gas Bar, fueling Niagara since 1967. Gales, of course, is family-owned and operated now for over 50 years. They're proud to be a living wage champion, which reflects, uh, this reflects uh, what people need to earn to cover the actual cost of living in their community, as opposed to just minimum wage. This is a living wage champion. Gales is also rainbow registered, which means they're LGBT plus, they're an LGBT plus fan, uh, friendly business. And they meet the standards to ensure LGBT plus customers feel safe welcome and accepted and we are going to talk a little bit more about that uh, later in this episode so make sure to stay tuned we're also going to go next to our our next sponsor performance heating and air conditioning niagara's residential and commercial hvac heating locally owned and operated serving the niagara region hamilton and beyond all right so uh, performance heating and air where you're always a winner i like that that's their saying Finally, our third uh, sponsor for the show today is Verge Insurance Group. I took a look at this today, Kevin. At, uh, if you go, if you need, um, if you need any kind of uh, insurance these days, personal insurance, commercial insurance, and you go to their website, go to Verge's website, they're doing a giveaway. So if you get a quote for uh, any kind of insurance you might need, you could win uh, a free tablet. You could win a free tablet. So that's pretty awesome. Uh, Verge Insurance Group is the largest independently owned insurance brokerage in the Niagara region and they're ranked top five within the province so if you do need a quote go ahead to Verge Insurance Group uh, both for business or personal insurance needs. All right so we're moving on now to a conversation with KD. Hi KD how are you? A comedian, a up and, well I want to say up and coming comedian but you know what you're already you're, you're coming you're not just up you're coming yeah. How are you today? Uh, we're here to talk about the Garden City Comedy Festival and other comedy happenings in Niagara. How's it going for you today, Katie? Good. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. Um, awesome. One of the one of the reasons I wanted to bring you on today is because the two of us are performing uh, soon as part of the Garden City Comedy Festival. Uh, Laughter from the Rooftop is the name of the show where we're going to be performing uh, a fundraiser for Women's Place as part of the Garden City Comedy Festival. What do you think about that? Are you looking forward to that show? Uh, tell Absolutely. Me yeah. Yeah. Uh, super stoked that Garden City Comedy Festival is coming back, first of all. Mm -hmm. So that's really cool. Uh, four days of comedy back to back. So uh, amazing uh, venues uh, all over the city. And uh, yeah, super duper stoked for, for our night, which is an all ladies night uh, under the stars on the rooftop patio at the NAC. So yeah, gonna be gonna be awesome. That's awesome. Why, if you don't mind, why don't you tell us to share share with the viewers a little bit about your journey as a, as an up and coming comic in Toronto? And it, I mean, I hate to I hate to be the kind of person to have to be like, tell me what it's like to be a lady comic in Niagara. But <laughs> of course, you know, we we talk about it. We're ladies. We talk about it. It's a different it's a different game. But at the same time, you're working hard. You're out there hustling, and you're getting awesome gigs. Like for example, you know what? I'm gonna let you say. I'm gonna let you share that big little nugget of news. Okay. Um, what's it like? What's it been like coming up as a comic uh, just recently and during the pandemic here in Niagara? Uh, yeah, um, so my comedy journey definitely was uh, pandemic driven, um, you know, uh, with being stuck at home. Well, I mean, 
I'm essential, so I had been going to work the entire time. Uh, but uh, otherwise, you know, not not too much to do uh, in in the meantime besides work and uh, it was just really getting me down really bogging me down and um, one of the things that I could still get out and do was uh, going out to see live comedy and that was uh, you know out at uh, Taps uh, Taps Apps and Laughs every Tuesday and uh, yeah I just started chatting with one of the uh, the comics from that night and he said are you a comic and I said no and he said you should be <laughs> so <laughs> the like, rest okay. is history <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, a couple months later, uh, he said, uh, I do these online workshops that I host sometimes, you know, if you feel like uh, writing and, you know, joining in one of these workshops, if you like it, something to do, get out of your head kind of thing. And uh, I was hooked. I was hooked right, right then and there. Um, I, I want to freeze before you continue there. You said you're an essential worker in your day life. What do you do in your day life that's essential? So we can thank uh, you. I, I work at the LCBO. Yeah, you're right. That is definitely essential. If you can, yeah, we, 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 I, I personally would like to thank you for your service over the past <laughs> two, three years. Uh, because, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely, we needed that. You know, it's going to buy four boxes of wine on a Tuesday morning, right? I mean, yeah. Sometimes, you know, that's what we needed to get through. Okay, uh, back to back Absolutely. to comedy now. Absolutely. Okay, so you you started your journey mid pandemic. That must have been crazy. Uh, how do we go from you know starting out for the first time uh, doing jokes mid pandemic into now opening for some pretty amazing uh, recognized comics coming to visit the area? Um, so after uh, just like working on some jokes uh, for a few months, then uh, July it all opened up, right? So we could finally hit the again and that same uh, comic friend said, uh, I've got a show and I said, get me on, <laughs> Let, let's try this out. Let's try this out and see if it actually works in real life. And uh, the very first one was uh, great. And from then on, I just kept getting booked and from like almost an entire year now, I've had two to three shows every single week. Um, opening up for, you know, a lot of big names, which uh, one uh, big name in particular, I'm gonna be opening up for Tim Meadows from Saturday Night Live uh, next uh, Friday at Showtime. That's awesome. So Showtime, what night is that? You said this is this Saturday? That's no, next, this Friday, Saturday. next Friday, 8.27. Okay, all right. So Tim Meadows at Showtime Comedy, you're opening for. Here we go. Not many tickets left. It says the ladies' man. Oh, my goodness, Tim Meadows. Coming to town. That's a, First of all, what a great get for Niagara that Tim Meadows is coming to town. Yeah. Are you? So, and you said you're hosting Friday night at 8 p.m.? I am uh, opening uh, the 10.30 show. The 10.30, fantastic. Which means there are still tickets available, folks. So get out there, buy your tickets. You're going to see KD sling some jokes and uh, open for the ladies' man himself, Mr. Tim, Tim Meadows. That's exciting. Now, um, if we could talk a little bit more about the Garden City Comedy Festival's uh, our, June, our June 3rd performance, Laughter from the Rooftop, a fundraiser for Women's Place, I see a, a double bill of laughter Friday the 3rd, uh, showcasing an all-female lineup of top comics, and we're going to be raising funds for Women's Place South Niagara for all of the great work they do in our community. I myself will be hosting the show, and we're going to be sharing a bill with uh, Tamara Shevin, uh, Kathy Boyd, and headliner Brenda Lenny uh, coming from coming from Hamilton. Uh, apparently there's, oh, this is news that I'm just discovering. Did you know there's going to be a raffle? 
uh, prizes, raffle prizes? That's yes, exciting. I did. Yeah, there will be a 50-50 uh, raffle and there will be uh, a prize table. Uh, I'm assuming it's going to be set up somewhat uh, penny sale uh, type where, you know, you put your tickets in. And uh, so we are uh, still collecting prizes if uh, anyone wants to uh, donate something for that night. I've got uh, my own mother <laughs> uh, donated and she's out there pounding the pavement for us collecting up some more prizes and stuff so uh, we're happy to take anything that anyone wants to donate uh, and all the proceeds will be going to women's places so Niagara. That's fantastic and what does that mean to you as a woman comedian raising funds to help an organization uh, that strives to stop the abuse against women and children and providing safety for them right counseling education advocacy community partnerships what does that mean to you to be able to support some uh, an organization like that? As a comment, um, you know, I, it's it's not a, a funny topic uh, by any means, but uh, you know, it's nice to uh, bring a little lightness, I, I guess, um, to it and uh, awareness and anything that uh, we can do that can you know help out uh, our fellow our fellow women, yeah. um, whoever needs needs a little bit of help. You know, you never know; it could be your neighbor, it could be your sister. Um, be one of your co-workers and you never do know right so i'm uh, i'm super happy that we get to support such a great cause and that uh, we have a, a lineup of uh, fantastic strong women that are, are doing it for them so yeah uh, very Absolutely. very happy and the show itself is not just i i feel the need to express this the show is not just for women right everybody is yeah. invited to come to this show uh, you know, men, women, anyone who, who fits within the binary, anybody who doesn't identify uh, as, as someone within that binary, the show is open to everybody. And the important thing is that we, uh, we have a great night, we tell lots of funny jokes, we share laughter, share a lot of fun for a really great cause. Um, if yeah, you, yeah. My, my dad is one of my biggest fans, so believe me, uh, we, we've got jokes for everyone. Perfect. <laughs> it's Not just jokes for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I just I want to mention that just because I've done shows in the past where it was like, it's an all-lady cast, and men were like, can I come? Yeah, of course you can come. Absolutely you can come. <laughs> um, so as you can see here, take a look at, well, Katie, you won't be able to see it, but on the screen here, uh, we mentioned the Garden City Comedy Festival has posted that our show is taking place on June 3rd to join the amazing lineup of comics as we help to raise funds for Women's Place of South Niagara. Their mission, of course, is to stop abuse and violence against women and children by providing safety through shelter, counseling, education, advocacy, and community partnerships. Uh, the Garden City Comedy Festival is proud to continue their commitment to assist in any way we can by providing funding and exposure to this vital organization. It's going to be a great night. Uh, for an even greater cause. I am personally very excited to share the stage with you. I'm very excited to see some of the other performers who are gonna be performing there. And of course, if you are <laughs> if you are a smart person, make sure to get your tickets to A, that show, and B, check out Katie uh, opening for the incredible Tim Meadows next weekend at Showtime Entertainment. Anything else? Is there any other shows or anything else you wanna let us know about Katie? Uh, before before we say goodbye for the day. Uh, well, it is going to be an outdoor show, but just so everyone knows that if uh, the weather does not cooperate, uh, there is a space that we're going to move it inside, and the space inside is just as lovely as the space outside. So um, do please uh, come on down, and if it uh, does rain that day, don't let that hinder you. Please, please, please come out. Yeah, um, have you have you performed on that 
upstairs stage yet. This is a wonderful venue. I, I have not. I didn't even know it existed. Uh, so this, I am uh, super excited about that. Well, I'm gonna help. I'm gonna help hype you up for this too. Okay, because last year in Prob Niagara, who of course I am uh, the co-owner of. Uh, we got to do a show as part of In the Soil up on that rooftop, and it was probably one of the best shows we've ever done, just because the the lighting up there was just right, the evening sky, you know, it's like it's like going to see a baseball game at Sky Dome when the dome's open, you know what I mean? Like, it's it was the perfect evening, the weather was perfect, the laughs were abundant, it was such a one, there's a bar up on top of the, hopefully they'll have a bar <laughs> set up for this particular show as well, I imagine they will. Uh, and but even if not, even if the weather does turn, the, the inside of that Niagara Artist Center is such a wonderful little space, surrounded by art. It's such a fun old building, uh, in the best way. I don't mean like old as a like, ah, I mean old as in quaint and creaky and, and lovely. It's a beautiful building. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that show. Yeah. Anything? One more time, I asked. Is there anything else you've got to promote? Any other shows? Because you run a you run a uh, monthly show at Camp Cataract. Is that right? Is that coming back anytime soon? Yeah. Um, actually, it's coming back. Starting a monthly show it was a bi-monthly show. I did a comedy contest, uh, which ran uh, seven weeks, and then we had uh, our winner finale on week eight which uh, Brie was part of. She was one of our big winners, one of our big weekly winners. So, uh, yeah, so that is done now. The laugh-off is finished now, but now we are continuing with a monthly show, um, kind of uh, featuring uh, comics that want to have a little more time on stage or working towards uh, maybe headlining, um, so just to give them a, a, a longer set uh, where some of us, you know, open mics five minutes on a Wednesday and this it's 15 minutes on a Friday so it just gives minutes. people a little more exposure a little more practice and uh, yeah that's at Camp Cataract um, it's the first Friday of the month which actually coincides with this one <laughs> this actual show so okay. I will not be hosting my own show <laughs> next Friday or that Friday uh, I will have a, a, a wonderful uh, guest host coming in, Jesse Ralph, for, for that one. But I will be back on Canada Day, and that one will play. Oh, perfect. <laughs> on Canada Day. I, will, I love it. Katie, what would you say to... Because I know that the, the comedy community in Niagara is kind of small and mighty. What would you say to the, uh, the average Niagaran who's looking for something to do, you know, on a Friday or Saturday evening, who maybe has not thought about checking out a local comedy show? Maybe they're, maybe they're you know, oh, maybe we'll go to the big city to see a show, or maybe we'll, you know, go to one of the big chains. What would you say about some of these independent comedy shows that, uh, how, what, what should a Niagaran expect at one of these nights uh i'm gonna say it's your your best cheapest funnest night out you know what i mean a lot of these shows are free right taps every tuesday is free my show is free um even showtime uh, does the pro-am every thursday it's four bucks you know what i mean so it's uh it's really well worth the money especially if it's free and uh we've got you know, great comics, not only from Niagara, but we bring them in from Hamilton and Toronto. A lot of times there's pros that just show up. And so, you know, you're getting a, a show that's definitely worth money for nothing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, yeah, so, and you're supporting local businesses by, you know, uh, buying their food and their drinks and whatnot. So uh, I really think that, uh, yeah, a lot of people just need to, you know, broaden their horizons and uh, come out and we all need to laugh, right? We all, we all use a laugh right now. So yeah. um, 
Absolutely. Uh, do uh, hop on the, uh, the Niagara Comedy Scene um, Facebook page and see what's going on, right? And uh, definitely come out. And if anyone wants to try out uh, stand-up, uh, my show is uh, always has a guest spot for anyone who's willing to try it out, too. Just Perfect. wants to come out with one of your uh, fellow improvers, Aaron Boyd, tried out a few weeks back and absolutely slayed it. So, Crush. yeah, you, know, you never know if you, you have that spark until you try it. It may be when you're 18, it may be when you're 42, like me. So you just never know when you're going to discover it. (laughs) Well, I love that, Katie, and I love the idea that everybody can use a laugh right now. We're getting out of some some pretty intense times, and we've got the comedians here in Niagara to enable that laughter, to fuel that laughter, and to get you excited and, uh, and, and, and laughing up a storm. So be sure, everybody watching, be sure to check out KD's shows. You can check her out on uh, on her social medias. Do you have a website you want people to go to, or is social media okay on Facebook and Instagram? What do you think? Yeah, you can find me, K.D., K-E-H dot D-E-E. Perfect. Just like crap. Just, just like what? Craft dinner. Delicious. That's what we were, I was like, what is this? Is this craft dinner? I hope so. And now I'm hungry. All right. Thank you so much, Katie. I'll see you on uh, our show on the, uh, uh, at the Garden City Comedy Festival. I'll see you soon. Absolutely. And I'll see you Saturday at your show. Uh, uh, yes. Awesome. <laughs> That's right. I, yeah. Oops. All right. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, oh, I mean, a lot of great comedy happening here. Oh, yes, of course. There's a lot going on in Niagara. A lot of great entertainment coming or coming up. As you can see on your screen right now, Brian Adams is back. Oh, yeah, Brian Adams coming back to the Meridian Center on May 27th. Every, you know, you haven't heard Summer of 69 until you've heard it live, right, Kevin? You saw him. You said we were talking before the show. Kevin mentioned that he had seen Brian Adams a, a couple years ago, and he crushed it, right? He murdered him. Yeah, I saw him when he came to the Meridian Center. This was probably, like, uh, one of the last things we did pre-pandemic. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. Yeah. Like, I, my wife's more of a bigger Brian Adams fan than I am. Not that I'm, I, I don't like Brian Adams, but that's where I put it. I, I like Brian Adams. Yeah. And, of course, if he's coming to the Meridian Center, I want to go see him. Sure. Right? I mean, why, why pass up the opportunity or mm-hmm. why drive, you know, two, three hours, five years from now because you're going to be kicking yourself? He's right here. I mean, he's literally two-minute walk from where we're sitting right now yeah, at Fiddler's Poorhouse. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, he's he's great. He just he sounds just like he did as a teenager. Oh, amazing. Um, he played all the hits. He just absolutely delivered. There was a great screen show behind him, so it wasn't just uh, Brian Adams, you know, standing at a microphone and singing for two hours. They put thought, they put effort into actually the stage production, and and uh, let's see, I think tickets go on sale for this next Friday, so oh, a week fantastic. tomorrow. He's going on sale May 27th. Yeah, keep an eye out. Okay, and when is the show itself? Do we have that information? For some reason, I thought the show uh, it's was right here, on October 14th, 2022. Oh, there we go. Oh, perfect. Okay, October 14th. Get your tickets. Go see some Brian Adams. Because uh, yeah, what a what a great Canadian icon, right? A Canadian musical icon, right in our backyard. We might as well check him out. Uh, take it taking a show. I know he's huge overseas, which is something that I was always surprised to hear. Like the Europeans love the Brian Adams. Uh, and what you know, what a great what a great rock star, great tunes, great hits. You're gonna relive your childhood, relive your teenage years by checking him out. 
Or if you're younger, you're gonna, you know, you're you're gonna see what rock and roll is all about. <laughs> now, Bree, we didn't talk about this before the show, but okay. I'm just gonna throw something on you here, and I think it's a great segue Perfect. to transition from what we're talking about to what we're going to be talking about uh, with with Gail's Gas Bars coming up in just a couple of seconds. On right. Tuesday night mm-hmm. was the finale of Canada's Got Talent That's down right. at the Avalon, and it was really cool because it was a live show. Okay, I hadn't watched any of the other shows, but I wanted to watch the live finale, so my wife and I sat down, watched the entire thing. Not only was Howie Mandel was in town, right. uh, but so was Simon Cowell. I didn't even know that was happening here in town. Yeah, I knew it was, it was the, happening. I did not know it was happening here. It was all done at the Avalon. It was one of those uh, pandemic things, right, where they started filming and then capacity restrictions of and whatever. Course. But they were able to cobble together the finale. and love seeing them. Um, also, Cardinal Official was there. Oh, nice. That's yeah. one of the guys that I grew up with. And then um, just yesterday, a friend of mine on Facebook, and many people know Rich Merlino around town from Niagara Falls, and he was out for his daily jog, and he went down to the brink of the falls and ran into uh, Kelly Loader. Fantastic so runner-up from last night's um, show. Kelly yeah. Loader, and if you read it here, and, and kudos to Rich, because this is something that not only I am struggling with, but I think everybody in society who is empathetic is struggling with, and that is using proper pronouns. Yes. And I really try. Like, I do genuinely try, but I sometimes get caught up. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rich here, he used the absolute appropriate uh, uh, pronouns for Kelly. And you, you can just read it there as it reads on the screen. Fantastic. Here we go. Days 714 of consecutive 5K runs. First of all, that in itself is worthy of being on Canada's Got Talents, even though you're not the person who was on the show. 5K runs every single day. That's insane. Anyway, here we go. Uh, in memory of Julianne Misick. Oh, that's wonderful, too. And for a good cause as well, I run into Kelly Loader, runner-up from last night's Canada's Got Ta- Talent finale. Their song was quite moving. They should have won, in my opinion. Had a great chat at the brink of the falls. No doubt Simon Cowell will have Ke- Kelly Loader uh, on his radar. That's fantastic. Absolutely. There's Kelly right there. Fantastic. Oh, I, I wish and I so, would have seen the show. So you didn't know. So here, I'll, I'll put it up here. And here's Kelly. Oh, fantastic. At the finale, and I'll let us listen to a little bit of it. She took a risk. They took a risk. That, sorry, they t- see, I get caught up, and I, I trust me, I'm trying to be as sensitive as I can and, and be proud. So they took a risk in playing an original song. Oh, lovely. And not only was their original song so on point and so telling of their lived experience, oh, my goodness. but it was also a very well written song. It was catchy, it had a great chorus beautiful voice and, and they played here, multiple too. instruments so here take a listen you, you've never heard it. you'll be moved by okay. this all right let's watch it I felt the girl inside 
Would you ridicule my choices or undress me with your eyes? Would you march within the hate parade or stand and hold a sign that says there's only hate for me and that I should take my word? Sing it all, my goodness, and we keep making this promise to destroy What an incredibly powerful song. Was, I've got goosebumps, or goosebumps. I was literally almost brought to tears. If I was in a room by myself, I probably would have been crying. It's giving me goosebumps now. Um, it looked like even Simon Cowell was touched, and that, you know, that's a hard man <laughs> to crack. It, it, was, it was moving. It's incredible to see somebody pour their heart out like that in in a musical way, in an artistic way, where if, if you don't even listen to the words and the message in, it, in itself, uh, it's a great talent and it's a great song, and then it goes so much deeper than that, and for that to be an original song and do that live on a finale and absolutely kill it, I have so much respect for them. That is, yeah, what an epic, an epic and brave decision to make that your final attempt at this competition. I think, I mean, it's, it's pretty clear this this individual is incredibly talented. We're going to see a lot more of them based only on this, I mean, based on this song that I've seen. Like, we're, this, this is going to be a new Canadian sensation coming up, right? I, I honestly think that there's a bright future ahead for them. Mm -hmm. She, or sorry, they're from uh, St. John's, Newfoundland. Also a wonderful uh, hub of talented musicians over in St. John's. Absolutely. Like, there's something about that island that produces some absolutely fantastic performers. You're so spot on. The lady that won is from Quebec, and I got a feeling that the entire Belle Province, oh, yeah? you know, voted voted for her, and maybe that's what kept Kelly from from getting top. She finished second. Okay, and so that it was it, just so cool, so cool. Is this so? The competition itself, you'll have to you'll have to uh, help me out. So the contest at this point is no longer just judges' votes; it's votes from the public. Yeah, I understand. it was all okay. public votes. So. All right. You know, they were totally in the hands of Canadians coast to coast, and, and I get it. But I thought it was pretty cool that Canada saw what, what I was seeing and what everybody just saw mm -hmm. and said, that, that's a talent. What and, a wonderful, oh I did actually, I do happen to know one of the other uh, contestants was Courtney Gilmore, who's one of the stand-up comedians who was performing. Yes. And what a wonderful, like, what a, what a wonderful showcase of the diversity in talent in our country, right? Absolutely. It was so cool to see her on stage, and I couldn't help but think of myself going, there are so many people out there right now um, with, with disabilities, mm -hmm. uh, with mobility issues, maybe ambulatory issues, that are looking at Courtney and going, I've never seen somebody like you on TV before. And, and inspiring them, right? Absolutely. Inspiring, like, look at the things that uh, hopefully I can do as well, right? Or at least I can try. Yeah, oh man, what a, it even, it just sounds like if this, uh, I, the individual from Quebec uh, did a great performance and then uh, Courtney and uh, Kelly from- Yeah, it was a great show. So my goodness, what, was what a, a great bunch show. of talent. Now I wanted to do that to yeah. kind of segue into our next segment because you know we're talking about sensitivity Yes. and we're talking about being better people and yes. Gail's is talking about that as well. Okay, great. So we'll take a look here. I'm going to read this post for you and then we'll see the video below. Imagine for a moment the following scenario. You go to work just like you do every day. 
you've worked there for a while, you know your regular customers and have a great relationship with the management. You feel like you're a valued member of the team until the day that one customer changes that. The day that one customer enters your store and hurls homophobic slurs at you. Imagine that customer then takes product from the racks and starts throwing it at you, and no one does anything. As a matter of fact, the friend the customer is meeting not only chooses to turn her head, but even added to this behavior. Now stop imagining and watch the video. This is the reality of what well, I'm just reading here. This is the reality. So this I was just going to get place. to the yeah. video. So you know, let's stop and watch the video. Yeah. Oh, look at that. What disrespect. just see yeah we see the person has grabbed what's money from the ATM and then just product just start throwing product at the employee that's so incredibly rude that's so disrespectful there's no audio on the video uh, so we're we're not able to hear what they're saying but I I trust that what the uh, individual mentioned on the chat is is correct obviously and was saying something uh, horribly homophobic and here to comment on it um, is the one of the HR no is the HR manager from Gales Gas Bar Kim Shannon hi Kim how are you today I am well thank you so much for inviting me um, on this afternoon what a, a, an unfortunate situation in this gas bar right this is the exact opposite you want to hear, especially from an organization that celebrates its diversity, its LGBT plus community, right? You're, there's a pride flag on your Facebook profile. I imagine this is devastating to hear, especially as an HR manager, somebody who deals with people. Oh, one, 100%. And, you know, Gail's, we've worked really hard over the past couple of years to make sure that we have strong and diverse representation um, amongst a number of areas, you know, racial, sexual orientation. Uh, we've worked with our indigenous communities. We're working, you know, we are rainbow registered. So we're really proud of that. And then to have something like this happen, it just is very, it's very heartbreaking and very disheartening. And yeah, so how, yeah, how does that make you feel, you know, knowing that, this is one of your staff, this is somebody, you know, because you can't be in everywhere at once either as an HR manager. How, how do you, uh, how does this make you feel and, and how are, what are some ways that somebody in HR can reassure someone uh, who's been in this kind of situation? Well, um, first of all, you know, one of the things that we've done here is we make sure that all of our staff have received customer service training. So I'm a facilitator of a program called Service Excellence, and I make sure that every staff, in fact, everybody has had it except for the very new people because I'm about to run a program in about two weeks. Right. So we want to make sure that at the start, we're presenting 
um, as strong advocates for Gales and as strong advocates for providing great customer service so that we, we maybe can um, eliminate some of this just by our own you know, personal attitudes around how we behave at work. But, you know, unfortunately, um, and our expectation is that not only do we create a safe environment and a respectful environment for our employees, but we do the same for our customers. Mm -hmm. um, however, unfortunately, that respect is not always reciprocated, as we can see. Um, all of our employees know that we have their backs 100%, that um, we support them in, in all of these situations. Um, but what really kind of struck home for me was when we went to this this store clerk and we asked him, what can we do for you? How can we help you? Do you want to push this further? You know, he kind of said, no, I, I don't, because quite frankly, I've been kind of bullied like this all my life and this is nothing new. And that broke my heart because really nobody should be in a position in their life where they're used to being bullied, that they're used to this behavior. That is a very, very sad statement on members of our society today. It is very sad and it's and it's also, you know, it, it, it's, not, it's not the first time I hear this story either, that people who are put in that situation, you know, when we hear that, sometimes when we hear the situations like this, we want to do something about it. We want to go out there. We want to seek, you know, justice. But, but to hear that it happens so often that some of these people, some of these folks who have to endure the injustice, uh, are are feeling like, you know what? No, you know it happens. I, I would rather not make a fuss about it because I also feel like when somebody does speak up it could potentially put them in even a more you know dangerous or more harm's way which is uh, such a it's so disheartening for me uh so is there what what could you see i mean it, first of all it's great to know that you were there to support this particular individual and that you reached out to them and that uh, you know that you offered support, but I also think it's obviously very important that we respect the decision uh, of the individual and in not following up with it. Uh, what's uh, what, what's one I don't know something that you would like by sharing this message? What's one thing you would like the people of Niagara uh, to reflect upon? Just seeing sort of this instance of, of homophobia and, and and even of violence. Well, I mean, that, that interesting. Um, I think what, what message that we want to portray is that, you know, and, and it, was, it was in the words of that song, we're more the same than we are different. Mm. Um, there, there's nothing different about the store clerk working today than there is me. We're all human beings. We all make mistakes. We all want to work. We all want to contribute to society. We all have skills. You know, we all fall in love. We all fall out of love. Like we're all the same. And don't really truly understand why people have to find these minute differences and then blow them up to something bigger than they really are. It's one, one of the things that we are doing um, you mentioned the pride flag. We are making sure that for the month of June, um, all of our Gale sites will be celebrating Pride Month. We've got pride flags going out. 
Um, as I mentioned, we are rainbow registered, so we are a place that respects um, your sexual orientation and that it's a safe haven for people to come to. When you come to our sites, you will be treated respectfully um, and, and appreciatively. And that's, you know, it, I imagine as a, as a member of the LGBTQ community or LGBTQ plus community, it, it must be so, such a relief to see an organization take that stand, right? To see that pride flag, to know that if I walk into this place, I don't have to, I won't have to be on the defensive, I don't have to be afraid, I won't have to worry, because I know that I will be respected for who I am, right? Who I am as a human. Now, you mentioned about being rainbow registered, and I was just curious as to the process of becoming rainbow registered. Do, do you have information on how that process works? I can give you a little bit. Um, the uh, Jessica Friesen, our CEO, took the lead on this, but one of uh, several things had to happen. They reviewed our internal policies to make sure that they were reflective of their values, values that we share. Um, we made sure that our, the language in all of those policies, um, you know, again was reflective of, you know, various, um, you know, what's the word I'm looking for gender identities and things like that. We don't have, for instance, the signs on our, our washrooms no longer say male, female, because they're gender, they're gender neutral. neutral. Yeah, yeah. Gender neutral. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had to, and this is what is super cool for me as an HR person, we had to get some testimonials from our own employees uh, who were, um, we've, we had one that was uh, transgender, for instance, who supported us in that. And that I think probably was what put us over the edge in, in terms of that and made that process so much simpler because we we just instinctively were already doing this. Mm-hmm. We didn't we didn't register for this simply because we wanted a title. We were already doing it. So um, that that made me happy. That made me very proud to be yeah, especially if you if you're receiving testimonials from the people who are already working there, who are already able to say, "Look, we're doing they're doing a wonderful job. Uh, they're making sure that we are an inclusive organization that this this trans individual feels safe on the job, uh, and 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 tra- other trans individuals, any anybody who uh, represents any gender identity would feel comfortable filling up at gas at Gail's gas bar." and coming into Bob's market and, and um, you know, and, and being treated respectfully and with dignity because it's, you you see situations like this, you see video like this and it's appalling. It, it's like, it, it was never acceptable, but it feels like, what have we walked back, you know, 30, 40 years? How is this still happening? And I think the more organizations such as Gales take that stand, whether, you know, take that stand and show, show the pride flag and register as a rainbow registered organization and, 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 and put it out there that you are, you are uh, LGBTQ plus friendly, the safer it will be, the more uh, inclusive it'll be. Uh, and we're taking a look here at Canada's LGBT uh, plus Chamber of Commerce. Oh, that's wonderful. Uh, so it looks like there's looking for. <laughs> we're looking. There's. Um, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Kevin. Yeah, they're the ones that uh, that give you the accreditation. Oh, perfect. That's, yeah, that's the organization that you go through as a business. So if anybody owns a business or works for a business and you think this initiative would be good for you, I mean, heck, what business 
would it not be good for? Right. Um, wondering a little bit, and, and Kim, maybe I can just uh, come in here and um, and ask you a question. Um, what what do you do? I, I know you said that you contacted this individual, and he said, "Hey, don't worry about it. I get it all the time." When I look at the video, it's it's so defeating to see how nonchalant he handles the situation. You can tell in his body language that, yep, it's, it's just another one of these, right? Just just another one of these. Um, what do you do in your role as an HR manager to, to contact this person and say what what can we do so that this doesn't this doesn't happen again? It's it's not easy, but I'm asking you a tough question. Um, you know what I I. What I love most about my role here, and I've always loved about being in HR, is that I, I actually am in a position where I know every single employee. They're not just a name on a piece of paper for me. So I have, uh, I have an open door or an open phone policy. They all know that they can call me and talk to me. Um, and, I, and I feel like I have a great relationship. I have, a, I have actually a really wonderful relationship with this young man as well. We've chatted a few times on the phone. Um, so I think that it starts with the relationship building so that they know that, that I am someone that they trust, that they can come to, we can have a, a safe and confidential if necessary, a necessary conversation. And just I think the knowing that whatever path they wanna go down, that we will respect their decision. Um, I would always encourage them to, to push a little further if we could, because I think these are really important issues that still need to be brought to the front, which is what you guys are doing today, um, and not forgotten, because obviously as a society, we still haven't figured this out. But m my role is, is to just be there um, as a sounding board and as to, to be there for someone that they can trust. If, I, if I'm like, I would put these faces up on the wall, I would say never let these people in again. But uh, again, uh, the, the wishes have to be respected of the individual. Kevin, uh, any other thoughts? Well, actually, I was going to ask about that, whether there is any legal recourse or even, you know, as an owner of private property. I, I don't necessarily know that that's the proper route to go. We're more about, I think you're probably more about rehabbing society and ensuring it doesn't happen again than being punitive. Like... You almost want to pull the guy aside and teach him a lesson rather than stick his face on the window. But, but what, what do you have? What mechanisms do you have at your disposal? Mm. Well, he, he certainly is no longer invited back. Um, and, and, you know, ideally, I think some of it is the public shaming. Um, you know, his, his face is up on Facebook and, you know, hopefully people are sharing it or recognizing him or, or maybe giving him, you know, some private feedback that this is not okay. Um, there's not a heck of a lot more than we can do than other other than you know tell him he's not welcome back. Our staff are all aware of, of the face. I'm sure that the uh, that the clerk who who was working will recognize him again if he comes in, and if necessarily we'll we'll issue a no trespassing order um, if we have to. Yeah, and I mean I'll just hop in here. I mean I want to stop by on my way home and give this guy a big hug. I know exactly who he is. Not by name, but because I've been in Bob's Fast and Fresh before, and I've dealt with that guy. Mm -hmm. Salt of the earth kind of guy. I mean, in my interactions, whatever. Please, thank you. Looks you in the eye. I think we've traded a joke now and again, you know. And uh, I want to stop by and let him know that, hey, man, we're not we're, we're not like that. We're behind you. Yeah, nobody yeah. deserves to be treated like that. And it is good to know that, you know, if they're if they're yeah, if if 
if this guy was interested, you would be able to support him even further by taking this action. Uh, but of course, I, I think that's yeah, completely up to uh, completely up to him. Uh, I want to say that I think it's such a it's. It, it, <laughs> I want to say it's so encouraging to see uh, an organization that is. Uh, Taking such a powerful stand, I love that this. I, I love that you believe that other people are reaching out to this guy and sort of setting him, or the, the person who threw the objects, and setting him straight and, sh and, and sending, you know, sending him messages about how this is unacceptable behavior. But more importantly, I love that you are standing uh, next to your employee. You're standing by him and you're celebrating uh, who he is as an individual and uh, welcoming everybody within this rainbow. Uh, into your establishment. So thank you so much, Kim, for coming to talk to us today. Is there anything else you would like to leave us on before uh, before we uh, before we end our chat today? I just, you know, I just, I, I want everybody to know that when you're going into these, you know, and these retail environments, I mean, they're really, they're tough jobs. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily look like they are, but they're tough. And we're dealing with people from all walks of life uh, at all times of the day. So people, when you're coming into our facilities or any other local business, just please, please show some respect for for the employee that's working because the situation that that employee in is probably beyond their control anyway. You know, we, they don't set prices, they, they don't set working hours. So if we could just be respectful of one another, I think that would go a long way in just, you know, improving our society as a whole. But thank you so much for having me um, on today. I appreciated the uh, invitation. Oh, thanks so much, Kim. It was lovely to chat. Uh, Kim Shannon, everybody, manager, HR manager at Gales Gas Bar. I mean, it's a very good point. Let's, can we just respect one another? I was uh, coming in today, Kevin, and I, um, uh, so I was coming in from Thorold, and as I was driving down the street, there was a political sign for one of the parties, one of the representatives, that had been kicked over. You could tell it had been kicked over. It hasn't been that windy lately, and you could tell it had been kicked over. And you can tell, you know, like, I don't care. It doesn't matter who it is that you are voting for. The, what, this shows a tremendous lack of respect for the political process, for our democracy. You know, like tearing down a sign isn't going to prove anything other than, you know, maybe you're a jerk. But absolutely, these signs are representative of people's uh, of people's beliefs and people's choices, and that's one of the things we're supposed to stand by here in Canada. So, you know, have some respect, have some decency. Do not knock over political signs. And uh, Bree, I think it's a perfect opportunity to segue into this because you know it's all not doom and gloom here in Niagara. We do live amongst people that have a lot of respect. Yes. And Dave Turner sent this in. He said it was on the South Service Road around Beansville, and it's a uh, it's a, a Canadian traffic jam. Can <laughs> oh, here we go. Okay, that's right. Two parent Canada geese. Yes, they're trying to cross the road with their little goslings. The perfect Canadian traffic jam. And look how respectful all the motorists are being. That's right. Is anybody trying to inch around, or well, this guy here has got hey, hey, come on, goose. <laughs> I gotta get, I got somewhere to be. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of road rage coming from the geese. They're taking a, they're Sunday driving by the looks of it. These geese. <laughs> this is adorable. 
But still, yeah, it is nice to see, to see the respect from the drivers who are not. <laughs> I mean, you saw it's backed up for, I don't know, it looks like couple, it's 20, yeah, 30 cars deep. Lineups of cars. <laughs> I wonder if they're trying to cross. Is this, oh, is the this a truck right driver there. right there? Oh, Look yeah. how cute. Come on. It's spring. This is adorable. I would just stop and watch them. I'd be like, I'm sorry, I can't come into wherever I have to be. There's adorable geese and gazelles I've got to look at. There we go. And I wonder who the guy is here that kind of Yeah, I took wonder if he's lead. one of the truck drivers or something. Because that's it's dangerous, too, right? Like, it, these geese, especially this, this is a parent geese, right? If you come too close to them, they will, they will bite. They will snap at you. They're no swans. I think swans are the worst for that. Are they? Oh, I had oh, no idea. Yeah. You, you never got into a tussle with a swan? <laughs> I, I'm sad to say that no, I've never. There are beautiful swans near where I am. Like, I live in uh, Thorold again, and by the lake there, Lake Gibson, there's always this wonderful bunch of swans. But I, I do have to say, I've never got into it with them. So, sorry to disappoint, Kevin. <laughs> It's all good. Uh, where do you want to go here, Bree? we got a lot of stuff that we haven't touched on yet in about uh, 20 minutes left in the program. I know towards the end, one of your favorite local bands, uh, the Mandevilles, uh, fronted by Serena Prime. I've worked with Serena. I've worked with the Mandevilles before. Love their music, and we're going to be featuring one of their videos. Fantastic. I can't wait to see that. Also, I know they're coming back on tour soon. I, I saw on their Facebook that uh, they hadn't done a show in a while, but they're coming back to St. Catharines to do a show. So that's exciting, too. We'll take a look at that video. But I would love to talk about, um, let's talk about the IMAX, the demolishing of the IMAX uh, theater, which was a pretty pretty big staple in the Niagara Falls landscape for a long time, that big pyramid-shaped IMAX. Did you know, uh, Kevin, did you know IMAX is a Canadian invention? I had no clue. Well, it's a Canadian invention that was, uh, it was put together uh, for Expo 67 in Montreal. So not this one in Niagara Falls specifically, but IMAX in general was put together for Expo 67 in Montreal. I think the, the, the obviously the one in Niagara Falls, uh, I, think, I think students would have to come from different schools to come watch it because there was a video of, there was always the IMAX of the Falls and the Daredevils. And, uh, and finally they have torn down the building for the IMAX as you can see here. A bit dated of a building for sure. I heard uh, reading this story. Look at that. Yeah, they're just going. I mean, uh, hopefully they've taken the equipment out of. Have you ever seen one of these projectors? Do I, I used to be a movie projector, so I'm. I was always fascinated by IMAX, and there was one movie theater. I don't remember where it was, uh, where you can see the actual projector for the IMAX, and it's gigantic. And it would have to be right because the screen is gigantic. The sound is insane. Uh, the, the projector, you would see the whole, like the platters showing the movie. The film itself was gigantic. Um, this particular IMAX in Niagara Falls was operational for more than 35 years. They had a Daredevil exhibition. Uh, there is a new IMAX theater in the works for Niagara Falls, and apparently the announcement is coming soon. So if you were a big fan of that IMAX video, hopefully they'll even come up with new IMAX content we could watch at the IMAX theater. Uh, the new one when it comes to be. You can run down there and maybe get yourself a piece of history. I wonder if they're keeping that sign. Like, look at that yeah, sign. That, that, that should be. Cool sign. Maybe they'll put it on the new one. It was such a unique building, too, right? This, like, pyramid shape. There are so many buildings in Niagara Falls that you can see are, you know, just awaiting being turned into a new hotel or an apartment complex. Uh, and this one, I wonder where they I wonder where they will put the new IMAX. Well, the announcement is coming know. soon. I don't know. 
Yes. Uh, here, let me throw this up for you. Okay. Where, where do you want to go after that? You're, you're looking on the sheet there. We've got some sides. This is something brand new from Niagara 411. But I can it. get the next piece ready. Where do you want to go after that? After that, let's talk about the ice dogs. Okay, great. Yeah, and, and in the interim, you can... Now, I don't really know the whole story here, so we'll, we'll flush it out on air. Here we go. Looking for a good Samaritan, uh, or the good Samaritan, who helped a woman and her baby at a motor vehicle collision in Fort Erie on Tuesday, May 10th, at Sunset Drive and Bowen Road. If you are this kind gentleman or know of him, please comment below so this young lady can thank you. Uh, police officer, oh, uh, oh sorry. here we go, here's the email. I'm looking for the wonderful person that helped me in one of the scariest moments of my life. Tuesday, May 10th, I was involved in a car accident at Bowen Road and Sunset Drive in Fort Erie at approximately 1 p.m. A fella in a black truck with two dogs witnessed the accident and pulled over and got out to help. This man, uh, looked, held, and cared for my three-year-old, uh, baby. I was going to say three-year-old, no, three-month-old baby. While I called 911, he stayed with me and held the baby until the fire department ass uh, assessed her, the baby, as I was shaking far too much to be holding the baby myself. This was the nicest gesture from a total stranger I have ever witnessed in my whole life. And I would like to connect with him and properly thank him for his kindness. So if you if you are this individual, if you know who this individual is, I mean, like you said, Kevin, a, sec a second ago with the geese, there are some really incredible individuals in Niagara and they deserve to be celebrated as well. So if you are this person, if you're this individual, talk about a great guy holding the baby. Because, yeah, what a, tr what a terrifying moment getting into a car accident. You've got your young, young child with you. What a kind gentleman to hold the baby to keep to make the woman feel safe until uh, the authorities arrive. Uh, what do you think about that, Kevin? Would you? Uh, I, I know that um, I love reading the Good Samaritan stories mm -hmm. that come into Nick and everybody at Niagara four one one. So keep them coming in, and I think the reunification of it is as valuable to both parties. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're involved in these traumatic events and. And in, in the rush of everything, you don't even get names, you don't get contact info. And then in the aftermath, you realize that guy was my savior. Yeah. That I, good Samaritan who I, who I didn't know, I probably have no connection to, but I will now for the rest of my life because of, well, these events or whatever your situation happens to be. So even if it's the smallest act of kindness, send it to Nick and, and, and let's get the word out there. You know, it shouldn't all be these stories of, of, uh, of homophobic slurs and throwing candy bars no. at, uh, at, at attendance. It's I love that. I love, uh, I love having a push in Niagara 411, sending the messages to Nick, any kind act, any act of kindness that you received from a member of uh, who, you know, it doesn't have to be a stranger. It could be, you could know the person, right? If, if something kind or if it's something, you know, if you went to an establishment or, uh, you know, when they helped you out with something, it doesn't have to be a stranger on the street. But certainly if it is, if, and certainly if that's you, you're the person who helped this uh, woman in her time of need, definitely reach out because I, th I sense definitely at least a batch of cookies. You know what I mean? At least something tasty coming your way. Uh, here we go. Let's move on to our next story. The statement from Mayor Walter Senzik on the sale of the Niagara Ice Dogs. Of course, a couple weeks ago we talked about um, some, a, bit, a, bit, a bit of scandal with the Niagara Ice Dogs. And it, it uh, looks like uh, they are being sold. So here we go. Following today's announcement of the sale of the Niagara Ice Dogs, pending the approval of the OHL Board of Governors, 
uh, I, being the mayor, would like to thank Bill and Denise Burke for helping bring the OHL back to St. Catharines. The OHL has a deep history in our community and the Burks renewed that spark when they brought the ice dogs, when they bought the ice dogs and moved them to St. Catharines back in 2007. Uh, Bill and Denise made an investment that helped play yeah, a role blah, blah, in blah, the transformation. Blah, blah. Yes, okay. <laughs> uh, on behalf of the city, I would like to welcome Darren. Oh my goodness, you told me how to pronounce his name. Dadobalar? I think it's Dadobalar. Dadobalar. Uh, to Niagara as the new owner, we look forward to working with Mr. Dadobalar following the OHL approval of the sale. The city of St. Catharines has made significant investments into bringing OHL hockey back in our community, and it is our collective priority to ensure that the Niagara Ice Dogs continue to call St. Catharines home for many years to come. It's true, it has brought hockey, the Ice Dogs have brought this really great united sense of pride in our team, in our city. I mean, you see Ice Dogs merchandise and posters and flags and jerseys everywhere right we're really proud of this team and i'm glad to hear that we're keeping them here in st catharines uh with uh, with uh, new owners that should be exciting do you um uh, do, you, do you get to catch a lot of ice dogs games kevin um i used to i actually uh, i actually called the home games oh that's my awesome. old radio job uh during the very first year that they were here and I guess all I'll say is that um, in the years that have passed, I've fallen out of love with the ownership group, mm. and that has kept me from going to games. Um, so I'm very happy to see somebody new at the wheel. Yeah. And looking forward to once again going back to the Meridian Center and catching some of the Niagara Ice Dogs action and hopefully um, a reinvestment in proper management of the team and the organization. That's true, right? And because uh, the two, the two sons, right, were involved in some... Uh, rather sexist behavior, so it's hard to support that kind of behavior. So I'm, I'm looking for personally. I'm looking yeah. forward to. Uh, I'm uh, happy that we can yeah. turn the page as a, as a community and move on with this new ownership group. And to be perfectly honest, under the tutelage of the brothers Burke, um, the team seemed to be heading in the wrong direction year after year after year to the point that uh, they missed the playoffs and found themselves near the bottom of the standings this year. So. So, but yeah, apparently the, uh, the new owner is coming into a cupboard that is stocked full of talent with a number of high picks in the last couple of years, and I hope that they can uh, make a run of it, and uh, wherever the Burks go, they go. Let's Yeah, let's turn the page. Let's have some great hockey in our city. Let's support the team uh, and the new owner, uh, and hopefully, hopefully, you know, bring, bring back what the game is all about, right, which is uh, celebrating the sport, celebrating the community, uh, and bringing people together, right? Yeah, and uh, you know what? I, as somebody who coached uh, AAA hockey players here for five years, a lot of it is about uh, the player side too and um, and developing good individuals with strong morals that are going to be contributors to our society. The reality is only 5-10% of these guys are going to go on to, to make hockey a career, be it in the NHL or overseas or what have you, and the rest of them, uh, you know, we just need them to come out of the OHL, maybe move on to a CIS hockey, get a Canadian uh, scholarship, get a diploma, and then just become, you know, regular contributing people into society. And uh, a lot of that starts at the top with the management group, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, I w oh, go ahead. No, sorry. I, I just want to move off this because, on our list, do you want to do the Port Colburn shooting? Because there's all kinds of yes. stuff. Yes. And, and a, and a new video that. that came in this Oh, a morning. new video that just came in. Okay, so uh, So here's the kind of this. the original press release from the NRP, and we're talking about yesterday morning. So this was yesterday morning at approximately 4.30 in the morning. 
Port Coburn uniform officers from the Niagara Regional Police responded to a report of a possible sh uh, a possi possible gunshots. Uh, officers arrived in the area at Saturn Crescent. Uh, a check of the roadway found evidence to indicate six rounds from a gun were fired. So they found the rounds there. There have been no reported injuries or injuries. Sorry. Uh, detectives were called to the scene to investigate along with detectives from the Forensic Services Unit. Forensic detectives have been examining the scene and homes in the area for evidence that uh, may have been struck. Oh, that's right, that's a good point. Uh, there are reports of a dark-colored SUV that was seen leaving the area, and officers are canvassing the area to obtain any kind of surveillance footage. Anyone, either residents or businesses in the area with closer with CCTV cameras, any kind of closed-circuit cameras, doorbell video cameras or dash cams, are asked to review their footage for suspicious activity for the period between 4 a.m. and 5 a.m. on May 18, 2022. That was yesterday. Uh, here we go. Take, let's take a look at this video. Here's the alleged video of the shots fired in Port Colburn on Saturn Crescent the other night. So thankfully there were no injuries and this video was sent to Niagara 411 anonymously. If you have any information, uh, be sure to call 1-888-222-TIPS. Right, so, remain, remain so we should, we should yeah, caution that, that this was sent anonymously and it, it came into Nick. Um, it does not mean that what we're watching is in fact um, footage, but why else would they have why else would they have sent it in? Right. So we'll take a look at this video. Here we go. We've got two parks two cars parked. In the distance behind the tree, there was a bit of a flash there. I wonder if that is, and here comes a car. I wonder if that flash is what they think might have been gunshots. As it did say 4.30 a.m. Hmm. Let's take, maybe right at the beginning of that video. Did you, uh, yeah, we were saying that this might have been a drive-by. If they did find six cases. Yeah, here we go. He comes in, turns around, and takes off again. So you can see throughout there, there are flashes of light yes. that appear to be coming from the back of the vehicle. Right. Both on its first pass, and then it kind of does a U-turn and passes and by again before speeding flash. off. Yeah. All right, there's a big flash there. And that's not just his brake light, is it? Here we go. He turns around and continues on. Another flash right there. It's hard to say though, because as it speeds away, it hits the brakes and yeah. the light that comes from the brakes. So I'm assuming the light that we're seeing in the back of the vehicle is probably the brake light. Yeah, it's difficult, yeah, difficult to tell if this was. Yeah, that does look like a brake light. So I suppose that's why we're asking. We see there are a lot of cars in the area, so if you have dash cams or doorbell cams or anything like that, it would be helpful uh, because it's, you know. It's a pretty unsettling to hear just six random gunshots in the middle of the day, or in the middle of the first thing in the morning, I guess, before anybody's woken up. That is, um, that's terrifying. In Port Colburn. I know. So we got a couple of minutes here before we get to uh, the Mandevilles. Not sure what it is we've got left to cover today. All right. Well, why don't we go over to these counterfeit coins? Because that was pretty oh, interesting. Yeah, that was interesting. There were some uh, counterfeit coins. And they, I think they, they caught someone, so I don't have the whole story here, but we'll pull it up. But it sounds like there were 
coins that looked like they had a value or they were suspected of having a value of about $25,000. So they're very popular, well not popular, they're very well valued collectible coins. Um, I personally am not well versed in the realm of collectible coins, but here we go. A counterfeit coin investigation leads to charges against a Waterloo man. So in 2022, in January, the Central Fraud Unit of the Niagara Regional Police Service began an investigation into the sale of counterfeit money. In December 2021, a collector local to the Niagara region believed he was purchasing an extremely rare 1921 Canadian 50-cent coin for $25,000. Depending on its condition, the value of this coin can far exceed the value of $25,000. Upon receiving the coin from the seller, the coin was determined to be counterfeit. Over the course of the subsequent investigation, a suspect was identified and in May, on May 17th, so two days ago, he was arrested by detectives. Jeffrey J. Thompson, 61 years of age of Waterloo, has been arrested and charged with the following. Fraud over, uh, over 5,000, um, contra contrary to section, well, okay, we won't go into all of the different, but yeah, but definitely a charge for um, having counterfeit money, selling counterfeit money. Um, that is that is crazy because you spend your whole, you know, a lot of people have this as a hobby. A lot of people have this as probably as a way to make money as well, buying and selling collectible coins. And and I imagine the process of determining what is real and what is counterfeit must be very specific. So to know or to assume that you're going somewhere and you're hoping to get a coin that's going to, you know, you're spending, first of all, you're spending 25 grand out of your hard-earned money to get this counterfeit coin that is a piece of history. It's a piece of, you know, collectible history. And then all of a sudden finding out that it's counterfeit, that stings quite a bit. So I'm looking up here to see exactly what the 1921 50 cent piece looks like. Here, Have you ever seen any 50 cent pieces, Kevin? I think I might. I lived in Ottawa for a bit, so I would go to... I remember we, went, we did a tour of the Royal Canadian Mint, so you would see some 50-cent pieces there. Um, but I don't think I've ever had a 50-cent, like, they, I'm sure that, I don't know when that piece of money went out of use. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen one other than at the Canadian Mint. Yeah, I'm trying to pull it up here and just see what it looks like. I mean, it sounds, it sounds so funny. Like, there used to be a 50-cent piece. I mean, we used to have pennies. <laughs> what, the, the, the passage of time when it comes to coins is very interesting. And I imagine for a collectible or for a collector, this is such an interesting, uh, an interesting novelty, finding the different kinds of coins, the different specific, like the different little specificities that make something unique. Maybe the queen looks a certain way in one. Maybe she looks a little bit older in another one. Oh, here we go. 50 cent, 1921 oh, prices and values. Here we go. I guess that's it there. That's it. Okay. It just looks, it looks small. I thought they were bigger. Maybe it's just because, uh, oh no, I don't know. Maybe it's just, that's, here we go. Oh, this looks oh, like there's a, there's a king right. on there. There you go, some sort of ad on top of it. Right. The date I guess, and image can be different for, oh, depending on the year. I, I guess that's that. it. That's, that? that's a $25,000 coin. My goodness. It looks a little bit faded and rubbed out, but I guess 1921 was a long time ago, right? Yeah, this doesn't, this, uh, $25,000 for a coin. Why not? Why not? Yeah. I went to, um, I lived in Europe for a bit, and they, they don't mess around when it comes to coins. They have, like, 
one, they still have one cent, they have two cents. We've never had a one to two cent coin here, I don't think, eh? I that's, don't that think so. That seems like so unnecessary. They have a one cent, a two cent, a five, ten. I don't know. I don't remember anymore. But yeah, that was a lot of change in your pocket when I was living over there. You know what I mean? That's too much change. I think that the whole point of, uh, well, even as we continue, because I remember they were talking, I don't know if you remember this, Kevin, but they were talking about turning the $5 bill into a coin. It's like eventually everything's that. just going to be coins. We don't need coins anymore. I mean, hey, we used to have a $1 bill and a $2 bill. That's so. right. I don't remember the $1. I do remember the $2. You don't remember $1 bills? I don't think I would. I might be too young for the $1 bill. Or certainly, if it was around, I was not old enough to handle money. Two dollars well, for sure. It's interesting when we when we talk to our kids about why we call the two dollar coin a toonie. And why do we call it a toonie? Well, because the one dollar coin is it's called a loony. Yeah. So I suppose if you're anybody other than somebody who lives in Canada and you're kind of coming here. <laughs> well, that, it took a little while with yeah. the with the introduction of the toonie. Yes. You know, I mean, obviously, the real name of it is not the toonie. It's no, a $2, it's like $2 coin. coin. Yeah. So we struggled as society for a little bit. I just mean, like, kind of weeks, maybe months, as to what we're we all call kind of calling this thing before toonie grabbed a hold of, of everybody, and it's been the toonie ever since. I was in the right age category of people who were trying to, I don't know if you remember this, when the toonie just came out, they used to try to pop the middle part out of that. I don't know if that's still possible, but you put it in the freezer and you could pop the middle part out of it. And apparently that would be worth money. So I imagine this collector, uh, they probably have some counterfeit toonies with holes in them out there as well. All right. What do we think, Kevin? Are we ready to hear this song? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, right. you can wrap up your stay because uh, Lee Sterry is back next week. So I would have to extend a big thank you and congratulations to you for making it to shoot through two shows. It is not an easy gig. Thank you for okay. having me. Thank you for having me on the show. It's been such a... It, oh, first of all, you. I feel so much more informed about what's going on in my community. That makes me feel like a better person to begin with. This is entirely self-serving. Uh, I hope... Uh, I, I, I thank the folks at home who have been watching. It's been really wonderful to connect with you, to share a little bit more about uh, what I what I think is wonderful uh, by, by sharing some of the guests I've gotten to invite on the show, like KD, for example, and last week, people from um, Improv Niagara who came on the show. Uh, thank you so much for letting me host. Thank you so much to all of our guests who came on today, like KD and Kim Shannon, who was here from uh, Gail's Gas Bar. As, yeah, let's, and I think the big takeaway from today, the big takeaway from today, Kevin, how about we just respect each other? How about we just look after each other, right? How about we just have each other's back here in Niagara, all over the country? I love it. All right, we're going to take a listen to the Mandeville's hit Junkie from the year 2020. Uh, the Mandeville is a wonderful local Niagara band. Uh, Serena Prime heads the band. One of my pals, Eric Sherwood, is in the video. You'll, you'll see. You'll see what happens to her. Um, thank you so much, Kevin. Thank you, Niagara. And, uh, you know, have a great week. i, I got to perfect my sign-off yet. Have a great week, Niagara. <laughs> That's the one. Until I met you